Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in Betting, a Sports Garden Network production. We are your source for sports entertainment, incredible sports intelligence. And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in Betting. I am Tom Barton, Sports Garden Network. If you guys want to get in touch with me, go check it out on Facebook, on Twitter, on all the social media platforms. It is Sports Garden, G-E-R-T-E-N, hashtag S-G-N, sportsgarden.com as well. We can go be heard on SoundCloud, any of our fine syndicated affiliates. We also ask you guys to go listen to our weekend show, Wanna Bet Weekend Edition as well. Guys, I got to tell you, man, we are right here, right on the eve of the NBA Finals, and I am pumped up. This is a NBA Finals that I, I kind of was hoping for, right? I mean, if you guys know me and you've been listening for a long time, before the year began, I told you guys that the Warriors would go to their championship. Before the playoffs began, I thought that the Warriors would win the championship. I am not a Warriors fan. I just, look, I have a little investment into them, right? But I am a Celtics fan, and I like the situation that we have where the Celtics are right there. The Celtics are growing up before our eyes. So I do think we're going to get a good series. If you want the old acumen of defense wins championships, and if you want to hold on to that, well, this is your series. This is the number one and number two defense in the NBA battling it out. Now, we will break this series down, and I will tell you, it is not holding true that statement that I just made, and I think that that would be the difference in this series. We're going to get into it. When we're looking at the Boston Celtics, you know, they had just gone through a grueling series. They went through a grueling series against a pretty good Heat team. A Heat team, I think, is continuously underrated. We watched Butler go crazy in a couple of those games. But at the end of the day, the Celtics survived. You can point to Tatum and Brown being young and disappearing in the fourth quarter in some spots. But at the end of the day, the Celtics survived. And the Celtics continue to survive and move on and survive and move on. Meanwhile, the Warriors are sitting back and barely getting a game from anybody. This is what we kind of thought about the Warriors. The Warriors are sitting back and I don't want to say they're toying with people, but they kind of are toying with people, right? I mean, they are going through this without a problem in most situations. So now we have the Warriors with their sixth trip to the NBA Finals in the last eight years. So while the Boston Celtics have the insane history, and we're going to be sitting there and talking about 22 appearances, and they're going back to the finals again, and here we go, a reincarnation of all the great Celtics teams and all that. It's the Warriors that right now have become that team over the last decade. It's Steph Curry that is trying to write his name in the record books so you can't etch it out as one of the greatest of the generation. And right now, you can't argue that he's anything but that. But this just builds to that. The series prices have the Warriors at 160, Celtics coming back plus 130 money line. A lot of money's coming in on the Warriors as expected, but there is a lot of Celtics betters out there, especially with people that are just betting against Steph Curry, especially the people that are just betting against the Warriors. And there's a lot of sentimentality with the Celtics, as there usually is with a lot of underdogs. But there's a lot of sentimentality with the Celtics from people that are a little older, an older generation, just saying, oh, yeah, sure, we're, we're going to go with the Celtics here because, hey, it's the Boston Celtics. The series 
is like this. Game one starts Thursday night. Game two is Sunday night, June 5th. Game three, back at Boston, Wednesday and Friday, June 8th and 10th. Then they travel to Golden State, June 13th. That's the Monday. Got a couple of days off between going back to Boston Thursday, June 16th. At Golden State, if needed, game seven, June 19th, Sunday. Now, I, I kind of go on rants, and I'll do it again here, and I've done it on, on a couple of shows, and I've done it for years. I guess it's one of my staples is to go on scheduling rants. I get that the schedule makers have a hard time, and I'm not one of those guys that look at an NFL schedule or baseball schedule, NBA schedule, NHL, college. I, I'm not one of those guys that look at it and I go, ah, you know what, uh, they, they screwed up here. In the middle of October, they could have done, no, no. I usually don't complain about the schedule makers because they're making a massive schedule for 30-plus teams. They got to account for, you know, other events. They have to account for hotel stays. They have to account for stadium accessibility. They have to account for, uh, you know, well, if I like this for this team, I don't want this team to be in a bad spot. So they have a lot to account for. It is a lot more complicated and a lot more diverse, a lot more computer-generated and oriented, and a lot more goes into it than most people think, and way more than I do, and it's way above my pay grade, okay? So I don't usually just sit back and complain about schedules just willy-nilly. I'm just not that guy. I don't do that. But I will complain about this schedule because I think that the NBA dropped the ball completely. I'm looking at seven games of the NBA Finals. The first thing that jumps out at me, seven NBA Finals games, Golden State and at Boston, not one Saturday game. Not one NBA Finals game will be played on a Saturday. I'm sorry, guys. That's kind of a disgrace. It's kind of a disgrace. And you look at it and you go, only three games are going to be played on, quote-unquote, the weekend, if you're including Friday as the weekend. Only three weekend games. So you want to grow the sport. You want to get younger. I understand you have to have weekday games. All of these games on the East Coast, with the exception of Sunday nights, are, are all Thursday night, 9 p.m., that's a school night. Wednesday night, 9 p.m., that's a school night. Monday night, 9 p.m., that's a school night. Thursday night, 9 p.m., that's a school night. Both Sunday games, I know it's 8 p.m., both school nights. That's if you're looking at it from a kid's perspective. Let's say you're not. Let's say you're not looking at it from a kid's perspective. Okay. Most people on the East Coast, and again, Boston is an East Coast team. Well, I got to wake up for work in the morning. These games that are starting at 9 p.m. are ending after midnight easily. Easily ending after midnight. It's a rough spot to put people in, to watch, and to be just fully entertained in these situations. How do you not have a Saturday game? Look, the Sunday games will be watched. Game two at Golden State. Game seven at Golden State. Both 8 o'clock starts. Okay, I like that. I like that for the Sunday. So you go, Tom, you know, don't complain unless you're going to change something. Okay, look, I like those. Why, why would you not find a place to put a Saturday game? Why, you know, I know the Friday night game. Okay, you want that. Why can't you have a Saturday? How can you not? How can you, how can you not have a Saturday? I know you want the Sunday time slot. I get it, but how can you not? But, okay, I digress. Let's go back into the games and stuff. Okay? Uh, one of the interesting little nuggets that I throw out there, and I love to throw these nuggets out there, it's not, this is not going to skew you up a betting, but since Steve Kerr took over, there's only one NBA team 
since 2014, 2015, has a winning record against the Warriors and the Boston Celtics at nine and seven. They split the season series. Now, Boston was a team that before January 1st, they were a mediocre team. They were under 500 before January 1st. So take this with a grain of salt because they became a completely different team after the new year and after the calendar turned. Golden State as well had many different injuries over the course. So I don't know if we could put a lot into this, but I want to give you what we have. They were one and one. Golden State won in Boston, 111 to 107 in mid-December. That's before Boston turned it on. That's before Boston became what they were, number one defense. That's before Boston was anything special, and they only got a four-point win. That also, by the way, was before Klay Thompson returned. So how much can we put into that win? I'm not really sure. The Celtics then went into Golden State and beat up big time this Warriors team, 110-88 back in March. Uh, That's when Boston was absolutely on fire. Steph Curry finished with three points. But you could argue, remember, Marcus Smart dove on the ball. Steve Kerr called it a bad play, a dangerous play is what he called it. And um, Curry missed the regular season with an injured foot because of that play. So that's something to pay attention to. These teams were relatively close for different reasons as far as their overall record, 53-29 and and 51-31. and The Celtics, look, they just didn't get going uh, until a month or two into the season. And Golden State, they had 11 minutes with their star. I mean, they, they, they really, they didn't play together at all, their starters, and now they, they certainly have. We start to kind of break it all down where you're talking about defense, and we're going to get into the defense of the Boston Celtics, but... The number one offensive rating in the playoffs so far belonged to the Warriors. They have the most points at 114.5. They rank among the top teams in assist, in true shooting percentage, field goal percentage, three-point percentage. You keep going up and down. And the Warriors are a team that, over the course of the year, they've relied upon different people. Well, not in the playoffs. It has been Steph Curry with 27 points and everybody else is going to just have their night. Clay Thompson is under 20, but very close to 20. Jordan Poole, who's been fantastic, is at 18 points. And you go down the list. You look at even Andrew Wiggins, by the way, 15 points per game. You look at this team and you go, all right, this is a team that you know it's going to be Curry and then who's going to step up. And it's going to be really, really important for the Boston Celtics to kind of pinpoint who they want to be the guy to step up. Who is Who are they going to go out there and try for it, because their offense is clicking right now. But we said we'd talk about the defense. This is the number two defense in the NBA. But since they've gotten healthy, and since they've gotten everybody back, and since they've gotten the scoring back, they're sixth in defense, defensive rating in the postseason. Eighth in points allowed. They're allowing 109 points. This is not a good defensive team right now. That's why they're only 9-7 and seven against the spread in the playoffs. The over is actually hitting 10-16 playoff games, so it's not a huge uh, number there. But when you're looking at the Celtics team, guys, you have to say they're having defensive problems. I'm sorry, the Warriors. Now, the Celtics, none of that. The Celtics were the number one defense in the league. The Celtics are looking absolutely fantastic, and their defense has continued to be that in the playoffs. Number two defensive rating in the playoffs. Second fewest points per game at 101 in the playoffs. They have the best point differential in the playoffs. And their offense is struggling. Eighth offensively, points per game 107. Tatum and Brown have had times where they just disappear in the fourth quarter. They just, just, they're just not there in the fourth quarter. That's a problem. You could chalk that up to being young. You could chalk that up to 
not being ex- an experienced situation, but it's going to be a problem. You can't have that happen against the Warriors. Now, the one good thing about the Boston offense is it's very diverse. While Tatum leads the team in scoring, obviously, about 22 or 27 points per game, uh, Brown is about 23. Horford's at 12. Smart's at 16. Williams is at 10. So they have quite a few. I believe that a lot of this series is going to come down to what the Celtics can do and what the Celtics can prevent the Warriors from doing from three-point range. Look, the Celtics are 12-6 and six against the spread. Okay, and they're 12 and six against the spread because people aren't really giving them a lot of credit, yet they've only been underdogs twice. But it's going to be the three-pointer that is going to decide, are, are the Celtics really a contender or not? The Celtics are fantastic and the best three-point defense here in the postseason. They held opponents 31% shooting in the playoffs from three. They held the heat to 30%. This is a team that absolutely can stop the three ball, and we know that the Warriors are going to live and die by the three. We know that the Warriors are going to want to live and die by the three. We know what the Warriors want to do, what they're going to try to do. Look, I want to sit here and tell you that the Boston Celtics have a really good chance to win this series, and I will tell you that because I think they can. I think that they absolutely can hang with this team. I think if you have a defense like this, you can hang with anybody at any time. I think that a a number one defense still plays into this generation and this era. The number one defense still plays. It may be Jason Tatum's time. It might be the time for him to kind of grab hold of this and run with it. But the memories of him fading and just literally just disappearing um, in, in the fourth quarter in a couple of games against Miami, I can't get it out of my head. And I have to say, while I'm rooting for Boston, It's hard to get around the notion that the best player on the court is still Steph Curry. It's hard to get around the notion that Steve Kerr is still a really good, successful championship coach. And the guy on the other sideline, well, you know what? It's his first year. He's done a great job. It's his first year. It's hard to get around the the fact that the Warriors were put together for this kind of run. The Warriors have been there already for this kind of run. And even the most adamant, Celtics fan will tell you that by and large, at the end of the day, guys, the Golden State Warriors are the better team. So I want to tell you that the Celtics make a lot of sense. And I don't love the minus 160, but you got absolutely no way that you can convince me to take the Celtics plus 130. I think it can be a long series. I don't see the Celtics winning a game seven. I don't think that they can close this thing out in five or six. So if it gets to a game seven, look, I know it's anyone's basketball game. I, I think that the Warriors are the better team. I think I'm going to say it goes seven, but I think Steph Curry's built here for championship run. Tatum and Brown and Smart, they had a good run here. It's a good season no matter what. I just can't advocate for taking them, even plus the 130. I'm rooting for the Celtics. I am. But I think that the smart money is probably on Steph Curry and the Warriors. All right, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed. Make sure you listen in next week. We're going to talk a little NHL and maybe the Cup Finals next week. Check out all the stuff that we do over at sportsgarden.com. We'll be back, and you can bet on that. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.